Hello, my name is Kettle and welcome to the Disaster. Been doing a lot of research on dragons lately. Good dragons and uh, bad dragons. Don't look that one up. Last we left off, you had arrived at Dimgard, done some shopping, and then sought out some information about how you might be able to find the Duskkin, whilst drinking with some new dwarven friends you'd made along the way, you noticed a slightly shady character keeping an eye on all of you, going over to talk to them and uh, casting some detect thought spells. You got some information, but not a huge amount, finding out that they're a pretty slimy individual. And Azalea getting drunk and giving away too much information led to some party strife. Then Indra, trying to mind control a mouse, just destroyed its soul and left it still alive in its body, and then had a vision in the form of a dream. We start off with Azalea having left the inn, leaving a note, and heading off with Kettle about half an hour behind, having just picked up her tracks. So, let's start with Azalea. You are still half an hour ahead. We're starting as you're leaving the inn, as it were. So she's um, gonna sprint towards sort of the town centre. Mm -hmm. um, and by this I mean she is like dashing, she's cheesing it. Um, where she's hoping to bump into Sandy. Mm -hmm. It's still fairly early, you look around and then just as you're kind of getting to the point of no hope and just thinking you're gonna have to leave, she just exits the little medicine shop where she stays. Sandy, Sandy, Sandy. Oh, perfect, I'm so glad I found you. Oh my God, this is amazing, this is perfect. I need your help, I really need your help. Can you help me please, Sandy? Oh my God, I'm so glad I found you. Uh, yes, of course. Well, Excellent. Okay, so I'm going to leave a message with you. Um, here, have a gold coin. Um, can you please promise to give this message to my friends, but after midday? Um, yes, I, I can do that, of course. Um, What's the message? The message is, Azalea has gone to fix this. She's gone to the place where the evil is. Yeah, perfect. That, they'll know what that means. Uh, okay. Be, be safe? Uh, uh, I will be. Of course I will be. I'm absolutely fine. I'm sure I'm absolutely fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Don't need to worry. It's all good. Okay. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay. No. Oh, I need a, ca I need a cart. Um, uh, okay, let's go. Find the cart. Find a cart now. Yeah, um, as you kind of... Wandering through the streets, you see someone that seems to be kind of packing some barrels or something onto one of these carts nearby. Excuse me! Oh, yoo Hello! 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 Uh, <clears throat> uh, I, could I possibly um, ask you, where, which direction are you headed? Um, I'm heading out of the city. Uh, I'm actually going to be heading west towards um, Wolfskeep and Edisleth that way. Is there any potential possibility that maybe I could possibly uh, convince you to slightly go a little bit north out of the city? Uh, is there any chance? Cause I, I, I desperately need to get there as, as quickly as possible and I, I need to leave uh, now. He kind of looks at you. Um, uh, yes, of course, I'm sure we can. I'm sure I can do that. Um, take me a little bit out of the way. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll compensate you. It's fine. I'm sure. It, it, here, here, and she hands uh, two gold coins. Two gold coins. It's cool. It's like, uh, thank you. Yes, um, if you need to leave now, just help me load the rest of this up and we'll. Okay, she sort of like starts grabbing barrels and tossing them on haphazardly. It's like, okay, done, let's go. Make a strength check to see how quickly you manage to get this. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
18. 18. Within a minute or so, you've managed to get the last kind of seven or eight of these barrels. They're fairly substantial as well. You know you're a fairly strong individual, and he was definitely struggling with these, but you're managing just in your kind of mania to... Lift. I, I like to imagine she's sort of like lifting and throwing them haphazardly, but they're landing like almost perfectly on, like on top of each other and next to each other. Definitely with an 18 there. Much neater than what he'd managed to do, was kind of like shove them on with his shoulder and like jamming them in into, uh, deeper into the cart. He's like, uh, yes, of course, but let's go now. E excellent. She's going to pull up her hood, tuck her ears completely in her hood, sort of nestle herself like between a barrel and just be like, okay, let's go. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't have questions. I've got to go. Sorry. Thank you. Okay, go, 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 go. Make a persuasion check as this kind of becomes less of a take me out and more of a don't let anyone notice me. I only got a nine. Okay. Uh, he kind of looks, she was like, um, two more gold pieces. Fine, here you go. Sensingly, you kind of get some on out of you. And yes, you... But that's it. And you... a carrot, here. <laughs> you start to leave, kind of huddle down into this cart. Make a stealth check for me whilst you're there. Okay. I'm going to say just a straight roll, you're not actually trying to move in it. You're just trying to keep yourself out of iron sight. Four. Four. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and you leave the city. This has probably taken 10 minutes by this time, just as you're starting to actually leave this large town. You're heading north. Um, he didn't, just for reference, you didn't get an exact location last time. He just said kind of northwest, slightly outside of the city limits. Yeah. You are traveling for the next 15, 20 minutes. You get just outside of where the old expanse of where the city was and the cart stops and the gentleman looks over and like uh, we're out of the city now this is where you wanted to go yes she pops her little head up and her ears just automatically just spring back up again <laughs> oh, frick um <clears throat> yes oh thank you so very much um perfect um do you know if there's any like meeting spots around here maybe no sorry uh, as far as i'm aware this is just a one of the trade routes fabulous uh, uh th thank you so much for your time um and yeah, you never saw me. And she sort of like does little like finger pause. And it's like, sure. He kind of looks at you slightly before he's like, you see him shrug and he just turns the cart out towards the west and carries on. So you're now on at this like outskirts of the old city limits. What would you like to do from here? If I was a group of evil, Sneaky, sexy, sneaky, bandit people, man. Where would I hide? Hmm. Right, first of all, scout the location. So she's going to look around and see if there's anywhere she can sort of hide. Cool, make a perception check for me, please. You are a bastard dice. <laughs> we need a dice jail. We do. Oh, you are an even more bastard dice. I what saw that it? roll onto a 20 and then back onto a 2. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, perception, perception. She's a bit distracted. Um, only a five. There's lots of buildings around that you could pro probably hide in. Um, nothing is jumping out at you as somewhere that you're like, this is very clearly going to be useful to me. So she knows that they're going to meet Indra around midday. Mm -hmm. So she's hoping to spot them arrive before okay. then. So she's just going to sort of hunker down in a spot that she can sort of find where she can just keep an eye out and see if she can spot these these three. Okay, yeah, yeah. fine. Um, 
So if you're trying to remain unhidden, I'll have another self check. This one will be a disadvantage as you. I rolled an 18 and a 3. Oh dear. Oh no. Dice jail. God, <laughs> you're losing dice. You're running out. Yeah. We'll have another perception check for the period of time that you're trying to find these. You're trying to keep an eye out for these people. 12. 12. Okay, so you settle down to wait. You are early morning still. Yeah. So you think you've probably got at least four hours until midday. But you settle into wait, and you're as hidden as you feel you can be. Kettle. We'll Hello. My goodness. So I've picked up the tracks. You've picked up the tracks straight away, yeah. And they lead you down in towards the centre of town. It's slightly more busy now, mm. but not crazy busy, because again, it's only half half an hour later. What sort of time was it in the morning I got It track? was just after kind of dawn, so it's like seven, okay. eight-ish. When like people Azalea. are starting to get ready for the yeah. day and stuff. You would see how frantic Azalea's like poor prints would be in yeah. the dirt because she would just have been like, and when she was talking to, to Sandy, she would have just been like. <laughs> <laughs> um, is, it, is it clear to me that she's gone up to the flower girl stall, would you say? Or is... Yeah, yeah, that's where the tracks beeline okay, to. Okay, right. Um, Kettle will kind of suss the things out and, and be like, oh, gosh, she was talking to Sand Sandy. Um, and I'll go up to Sandy and be like, where is Azalea, little girl? Um, she, um, I, I saw her this morning. I, I don't know where she's gone. Inside. That will be an 11. She got a 10 on her deception. Yours! <laughs> I know what the little girl's thinking. <laughs> there, there's a definite squirminess to this little dwarf girl. You know when someone's lying but they don't really know why, they just kind of are and it's not convincing? Mm. It's very much that. Come on now, you cannot lie to me, I'm a grown up. Um, roll persuasion check. Or intimidation, depending on how you want to be portraying this. I, I'm gonna try and intimidate her, because I imagine I might just be taller than her. <laughs> just? It's Pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got that kind of anger that's been building yeah. for the evening. So oh my gosh, sense. I need to pick an important dice. Right. Natural 20. Oh, hey. 21. Okay, this is her insight. She doesn't have a huge bonus to it, so it's an 11. Absolutely not. Yeah. You see, she kind of like wilts almost under the intensity of... Your interrogation almost. My nostrils are like flaring <laughs> yeah. a bit. Bursts <laughs> into tears. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, her she runs away. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, um, she said she was going to fix things. Um, uh huh, yeah, yeah. Where, where the evil people were. Oh, what an idiot. That's uh, it, that's, that's all you got. That's what she said to me, she didn't say much. Okay, right, so I should probably go find Indra and Yarrow and see what they think. Thank you very much. Sorry I scared you. Here is some gold. I just, you know, I needed to know, okay? And I give her like, um, how much gold do I have? Who knows? Like fucking two silver. Honestly? <laughs> just a big old silver coffer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll give her, I'll give her two, two silvers. Two silvers. Now give me your pocket money. <laughs> <laughs> Azalea has the party's gold. <laughs> Did I say silver? I meant to say yes. gold. Okay. Yeah, exactly. yeah cool. I meant to say gold. Oh, she's done well off you guys. I know. <laughs> yeah, she's so fucking lucky. She made more money than her mum has today. Ten gold in Jesus like five. two days. <laughs> Christ. Well, uh, Kettle man. does feel bad about shouting. She just, she needed to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nobody except for me and you have like any concept of how much a gold is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I will run back 
to oh actually before i do that i'm gonna do a perception check when i'm with the flower girl just to see if there's anything i need uh, yeah i'm just doing a good good percepting that's a 12. 12. you don't notice a huge amount you see coming from the haberdashery that you know is there the shop with the spider web making a garment mm. you see a very intensely red-skinned teethling immaculately well-dressed kind of look out like come out and seem to be setting up shop for the day and kind of glances over in your direction but other than that people are just kind of getting on with their business okay. i get anxious whenever you say red now just anytime anything is red i'm like <laughs> Um, yeah, I will go back to the inn and try and track down Yarrow and Indra. Yeah, um, slight retcon because you still would have been asleep, but we can just carry on as was. They would likely be in their room. Yarrow stayed up the whole evening, and you have a point of exhaustion. I don't know if you. I do indeed. Noted that good. I thought we'd already run out. Well, yeah, we, we, we got to them because I'm returning earlier than yes. thought. Would the time it took for you to go and come back there not be enough time for us to wake up? Well. I they was... were both intentionally trying to wake up early. Oh, okay, fair enough. Which is why it would have been about an hour before you two would have. Only well, an, well, only an hour before Yarrow, don't you mean? Well, 10 an hour, hours? an hour before Indra, but Yarrow was fully awake the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So this is, you know. Yeah. I will go up to their room and just go bam, 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 on the door. Yarrow's like would jump out of his skin, like fuck, and I'll probably wake Indra. Yeah. Why? The room I... is still. Ice cold. Yeah, fucking hell, Fran, your neck. That was amazing. That must have felt so good. <laughs> I, I felt nothing. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, um, I imagine Indra is probably just, you know, like when they had a slight conversation in the room beforehand, I imagine that's maybe just happened and they're just yeah. awake. So yeah. it's still very icy in the room. I imagine, were Indra's tattoos like glowing as well? Was that a thing? They had that kind of faint, yeah. but they're back to the, the normal colour mm. rather than a deeper of angrier blue. Okay, that's alright then. So we just woke up and then kettle knocks. Mm -hmm. I think Yarrow would get up immediately and like, go and open the door. Yarrow, kettle. Oh, 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 I'm coming in and I'll come in. Oh, okay. Shut the door. Shut the door. Shut the door. Where's Azalea? Well, that's the thing. Oh, okay. Azalea has gone. Huh? Um, they left a note on the desk. Uh, it said that I'm sorry or some nonsense uh, about feeling sorry for themselves. Uh, and then they've run away to do something stupid. They I talked to the flower girl and, and they've gone to where the badness is, which I imagine is like, um, I don't know. I, I've got... Th- th- she's gone. Uh, I think, yeah. Yara yeah, would like look straight over to Indra and be like, oh my god. It's probably the where their hideout is, right? Near the it north. has to be. It, it has to be. What What do we do? We have to... She's going to get herself killed. Obviously we can't let that happen. We have to We have to go. Again. Starting to be up catch place. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh. He, he's struggling, I think, to comprehend that she's actually gone. So I think he's just like, okay, okay, just everyone get your shit together. We we'll go, we'll go now. Do do we do we need to get stuff to be? Is there things we need, or or, or do we just go? Uh, can I roll something to? What are you trying to find out? What would you like to know? What does Yarrow think he needs to like bring with him? I don't think you need to roll for this because you've been part of this world long enough to know that the meeting's probably you think you've been caught out 
having the stuff that you stole from the Bleeding Fist. You've just, you've kind of already worked that out. The meeting was probably pretense for you're going to need to make some reparations. The fact that they didn't attack you straight away is promising. Um, you know, the Obsidian Cult, if you stole from the Obsidian Cult, unless there was something they really wanted from you, you'd probably be tracked down and bad things would happen. Mm. And that's how it works with all of these crimes guilds. So there's a chance that things are going to go well. However, if it's escalated into some sort of nastiness, then it could be bad. So mm. you want to be prepared all my, for All that. my best behaviour, mm. I guess. And as well. potentially ready for a fight if it needs to happen. Where was this meeting thing organised, though? Because my memory has, has been ages since we played. I can't yeah. actually remember where. We so he said to the northwest, just outside of the old city. He didn't give you a specific location. Oh, but the idea was probably, if you go there, they'll find you. That's mm. kind of, rather than giving up their location and another source of their power is the fact that they'd be able to find you rather than you find them. Yeah. In the way of being prepared, I have some he- some healing potions, and I've also decided to make this, and I hold up one of my bottled magics, and I'm like, if we throw this down, it will create a big mist that no one can see in um, okay. for some time. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how it's the first time I've made it, but um, it yeah, it's like a big, what do you call it, like a smoke bomb? Like, yeah, a smoke kind of. screen. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, what, do we need anything else? I, I don't think so. We Let's just go. We can't wait around. This is, we're wasting time. Come okay, on. Okay, let's go. Um, as we're going, um, I'll kind of like get in line with Indra and be like, you're being really quiet. Is it because this whole thing is terrible, or is there another terrible thing here? Uh, no, no, no. Everything's fine. Don't worry, Kesson. I think Yaren would like <laughs> shoot them a look and be like, mm. <laughs> "Okay, I, I had another weird dream again, like before." Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, we can unpack that later, but that does explain why you look like we're, that. We're putting a pin in it. <laughs> putting a, a big fat pin in it. Um, um, I had a thought while we were sleeping. Um. Do you have lots of, like, protection stuff? Because you were meant to be the person meeting, right? No, it's... I'll be fine. I, I can I can talk to him. This is this is what I do, right? I'll just... I'll have this meeting, and... It'll be fine. It'll be fine, honestly. W- would you like to borrow my cloak? In, in case you, you need, a, a, like, an emergency dagger or something? Mm. Maybe not the best idea, since... Isn't it? Didn't we get that from them? No, no we got this somewhere okay. else. That was the Yeah, way. disregard And, like, that. it looks like a normal clock to them, unless they're magic smart, I don't know. Would it, would it help? What sort of things are on it? It's got some daggers, it's got some money, um, there's a ladder, um, there's a rowboat... There's a lot of like interesting things in here. Just imagining now this meeting, and and it gets a bit dodgy, and Indra just pulls out a rowboat and just goes. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. There's or like a ladder, and I just climb a tree and just sit in the tree. There is a dog in this cloak. Um, uh, okay. Um, yes, if if that's if that's okay, yeah, that'd be useful. I, I mean, if you don't find it that useful, you can give it back. But I think you know it might be good. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sh- sure. Th- thank, thank you, Kettle. Yes, thank you. So we're probably going to get ambushed in some sort of way when we get up there. Yeah, maybe. let's, let's go. I, I, maybe. I don't I don't know. I mean, if they wanted to talk to us, that's a good sign, right? They would have just probably could have killed us at any point if they wanted to. So, well, you're not wrong, but things are, I assume things are going to go sour. Maybe. I'll see. I'll see what I can do. But yeah, stay 
I don't know. Stay, stay nearby, I guess. But I can, I can talk to you if, if I need to. I can message you and so on. So it should mm-hmm. be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. Sh- right. Shall, shall we make a? Shall we go? Let's go. Okay. I, I'll pass you the cloak as we mm-hmm. leave. Uh, I'm not gonna. It takes ages to like set it up, so I just send you a screenshot of what's in it at the moment, and then you can set okay. it up later. Yeah, sure thing. Um, should we? I'm. If if we're gonna get there as fast as possible, is it worth kettle if you turned into a horse or something? I only have a limited amount. I don't. I don't know if we'd get there any. F- would would. In my knowledge, you, you're not gonna not get there by midday if you leave now and just walk. I think. But if you were to well, carry we the other two, we don't necessarily know that she's waiting. No. Yeah. But, you're both bigger, like size. So I, I, they're I not huge though. They're not like Goliath sizes. I also I think Yara can run as fast, but Indra can't. Is the thing. Okay. So, yeah. so I could turn into a horse and then just match Yara's speed. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's best to get there as fast okay. as possible. I'll do that. I'd then. The only thing I will say is this is a decent well, yeah. way away. Yeah. How, probably... how long is it going to take us? Do you reckon? If you were to full sprint there. You could probably get there in, you know, 20, 25 minutes, but that's 20, 25 minutes at a full sprint mm. in your already exhausted state, which means I might need a check from you to make sure that you're mm. not wearing yourself down, as it were. Uh, is there a stable available around somewhere? You haven't particularly looked for one, necessarily. You've been... you stayed. There wasn't stayed, obviously one. There wasn't obviously in. one, but there could easily have been one that you haven't seen. There are horses about. You just... You don't know where they're kind of originating from. Is it worth getting like a, a quick little cart to go? Um, yeah, yeah, maybe it, it is a good idea. Should we look for a cart if anybody has one nearby? Yes, let's all let's all look for carts right now. Okay. Perception. I'm gonna bonk. I would yeah go for perception if you're just kind of looking around to try and find one. I got a nineteen. I got a sixteen. Seven. Ha. Um, and kettle. Fairly quickly, you see a couple of carts that are being brought in from the same place you arrived from, you know, through that same entrance. Mm. They have cargo on them at the moment, but you think potentially if you were to speak to them, you might be able to borrow. This way, everybody, look over there. Oh, okay. Sweet talk, the Mindra. Okay. Hello, hello. Are you, sorry, I was wondering what direction out of the city are you heading? Uh, we've just arrived, um, but... Is is there something I can I can help you with? Is there is there anybody heading out in a sort of northwesterly direction? You know that we could maybe hitch a quick ride with. It's just to the edges of the city. Just to the edges of the city. I'm I'm sure if I, you know, um, put my merchandise where it's going to be delivered, we're just going to um, the evening dew. Then we could take you that way for a small fee if you wanted. How, how long would that take for them to put the stuff away and come back? How far away is the evening dew? The evening dew's the inn you stay at. Yeah. Um, so you're probably a couple of minutes walk away from it now as you've been kind of... So it's it's a quick thing to do, basically. It should be relatively yeah. quick. It'll be kind of, you know, 15, 20 minutes max, you think, if you were to... What total time to get to, to the For place? them to unload and then, oh. and then set off. Are there any ones that are actually, like, in the process of leaving now that we could... like? There's none that out? you've seen. Um, if you were to ask them the question of... Are there, you know, because you've stayed relatively central, you haven't yeah. spread out because that would take even more time, I'm okay. assuming. Uh, do, do you know any that are on their way out sort of now? Uh, I actually don't, but I do know there are a couple of places that do offer some sort of uh, kind of carriage services and stuff that are just, and they'll point you 
slightly towards the west of where you are now because you've gone from the south into the centre yeah. of the town, slightly off to the west, and then they give you like little winding directions just to get to this like carriage station, as it were. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, perhaps if I'll, I'll get back to you when you're on your way out for the merchandise and things, that's what right. I of course. And I go back to everyone and be like, there's maybe more carriages to the west. I feel like we're wasting time here, walking around the city, trying to find a way when we could just go, if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, so wait, how long did you say it was going to take us if we just, like, walked? If you walked, it'd probably be about an hour. If you were to go faster, like, run, it would be about 20, kind of 25 minutes. But would that be asking for exhaustion because we'd be running for, like, 20 yeah. minutes straight? Um, that's at a full sprint and probably just for Gary. If you turn into a horse and carried Indra... Mm. Well, I'd still get exhaustion, wouldn't I? Yes. Yeah. If you wanted to carry both of them, I'd say that would happen if you could, you know, if you wild shape into a horse, probably take half an hour, 40 minutes rather than that. If you were to decent pace, probably probably half an hour rather than anything else. Okay. So you cut the trip in half, and I wouldn't say you need any exhaustion because that's kind of what horses are. I could make get us there quicker as a horse, but I'm wary that it if I if I turn into a horse now, it cuts down my options later, and I feel like I will need a lot of options. I think it's worth spending like five more minutes looking for that station, and if not, I'll be horse. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna can I just run in the direction of the station? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just trying to do everything at like a quick pace to like save time. I think Indra's getting like progressively like where they start the day very kind of like zoned out. It's kind of like the reality starting to set in more and more, and they're getting like progressively. Oh, more their mats are kicking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're taking that Adderall, and they're like, let's go. <laughs> Within five minutes, you find this small carriage place, and it's pretty small. There are two stalls for these like carriages, and there's probably about six or so horses. You can see that there is a middle-aged halfling uh, kind of just pottering about not really doing anything and as you rush it's like ah yes uh, hello i was wondering if we could hire a carriage to just get to just get to the edge of the city edge of the city uh, of course it's only kind of 25 minutes or so um one silver one silver of course lovely yes fastest horse please or strongest horse or both yes that would help sorry we're in a bit of a rush two silvers Two silvers? We're only going to the edge of the city. Like it's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, let's go. Just pay off. Yes, I was trying to convince him to get <laughs> cheaper. You're the one who's talking about the wasting time. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, with two silver, you start to head out. You're oh, again okay, going the rough place. It's been 45 minutes or so since Catol found out about it with the whole discussion and then finding this and getting it set up because it does take just a few minutes to get the horses mm. hitched and that sort of stuff and then you start to leave so you think you're going to be about an hour and 10 minutes after you found out where Azalea was going so you're making good good time yeah. all right i'm glad we committed that extra time i feel very good about this cool yeah me too <laughs> Azalea, you are sat in what you think is a fairly well hidden area and then you just hear so where are your friends, darling? She's going to sort of like stand up, stretch, and go, I thought you were my friend, darling. That was never implied. We were just talking about a business arrangement. And as you look at him now, where previously he'd been in this very you know, normal civilian clothes, you can see now his armour is almost sleek black leather. 
He's got a half cape draped off one shoulder. You can see it's like it's almost embossed with this <laughs> pin that's holding it there, which is a fist that has blood running down the forearm that's just holding it on there. You can see at his sides he has a short sword and a dagger. And he's just eyeing you fairly fairly intently as he's leaning onto like this broken window and looking almost through the window and into where you were hidden. So she's going to sort of like step out towards him, halibut in hand, um, not giving anything away as of yet. And she's just going to sort of like look around a bit. Can she spot the other two? Make a perception check for me. I got a nine. Uh, unfortunately, you don't notice anyone else. He's there and you are kind of focused on... Yeah. First of all, this surprise, because you had no idea he was there until he started speaking. Kind of looks over and he's like... You appear to be early. Either that, or I'm just in time. And she sort of like stands up a bit more, sort of like trying to stand up, and make herself feel a bit more, a bit taller. Um, and she'd be like, "I expect your friends are hiding, cowering. I'm sure." Hiding, probably not cowering. Look, I'm going to be blunt. You and me, mano a mano, now. No funny business. Those two stay out of it. You and me, we got some shit to sort out. As fun as that sounds, I don't see where the benefit to me would be in this. The benefit is you know who I am. So, if you kill me, you know what you'll do. And she then lifts the halibut and swings. Cool, we'll roll initiative then. Also, um, for flavour, when she said the word shit, one of her eyes twitched. (laughs) (laughs) Tiny dice, tiny dice, tiny dice, tiny dice, dice, don't fail us now. Okay, 16 plus whatever my initiative is. God, I don't have a lot of hope for this battle. 18! Okay, this was probably about an hour after you got there. So, you don't know how far. Just for listeners' knowledge, your friends are probably between 10 and 15 minutes away. Yeah. From where you are. Let's draw a battle map. For setting the scene, you are in the corner of one of these run-down, fallen buildings that once made up the outskirts of the city. You have just been surprised by this rogue who is now right before you and you have decided to attack. You are surrounded by all these crumbled-down buildings piles of rubble and spaces in between that seem to have just merged together. Rocks and debris are kind of all around you. So we'll let you have your swing and then we'll get into initiative as you do technically get a surprise round as he wasn't necessarily expecting it. What did you get? What did you get? What did you get? Uh, 11. 11 to hit? Yep. 11 is not enough, unfortunately. Um, Right, we'll start initiative. And Azalea, you are at the top of initiative. Excellent. Um, so she's just going to swing again. Okay. Cool. Um, as an action. That is an 18. 18 hits. Uh, two plus three, five slashing. Um, but whilst she swings, um, she's going to divine smite. Excellent. Um, um, so that is a... I'm assuming you only have level one spell slots at the moment. Yeah, I do. Okay, so that's 2d8. Of radiant. Uh, that is an extra five damage. Five damage. 
And then um, as a bonus attack, she's going to cast Shield of Faith on herself. Cool. So she's now got um, an extra two to her AC. Nice, so what for, for flavour, so she'll swing and miss. She'll snarl at this asshole and for a moment you can see she's just like, ooh, damn it, that outfit looks good. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll swing back again um, and as she does, this sort of like white wispy light just sort of like crackles like thunder almost because it's angry um, into her swing and slices and, and weather um, Halibut hit, it's just like this white crackling effect. And then as she sort of like brings the halibut down, some of the wisp from the halibut then sort of like encircles her and oh, you see this butterfly sort of like wings open up in front of her and you think, oh, that's a shield. That's and so she, and then, it, then it disperses. So she's now got a shield of faith. So with that, you see, he kind of looks at you, eyebrow raised, it's like, that's interesting. That's good to know. And I would like you to make a deception check for me against his insight. Ooh. I know what his class is now. Oh dear. What? Is it a rogue? Now I know what his subclass is. Oh, okay. Uh, eight. Okay. She's, she's angry. With a 25, he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Obviously. And is... Only then, just beat it. They're going to make an attack against you. Two attacks. Oh. But the first one is only a nine to hit. Oh. Second one, however, is a twenty-three to hit. Oh. I need more D6. Oh my god! I have some here, yeah. if you wish. Yeah. Here's the D6 yeah. collection. Oh. oh no. Oh my god. Eight. That's six. Oh, fuck. 18. What do I use inspiration for again? Re-roll d20s. Yeah. You have to do it as just after you roll it. Yeah, that's fine. 25 points of damage. <laughs> on oh, that's going to look kettle pitch Oh, maybe my bet on her going in round three was a bit, a bit brave. Yeah, <laughs> that's at round four. As you see, he kind of draws the short sword almost lazily and quicker than your eyes can track. You just feel this burn in your side as the short sword managed to catch like just underneath your armpit where there's a small gap between your kind of ring mail and your fur and you just feel this gush of blood start to like drip down your side. Um, so I rolled a nine. Unfortunately, yeah. so shield of faith. Oh, you rolled a nine yeah. and you got, okay, yeah, so 12 passes. You managed Yay. to maintain your concentration on your shield of faith. Excellent. And because I'm concentrating, I can't cast anything else. Can no, I? you can, can just not other concentration yeah. spells. Oh, amazing. And you, you could cast another concentration spell if you want it rather than your shield of faith. Mm-hmm. But. Um, she is going to look at him, grin, spit some blood out of her mouth, because I'm sure it's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. As the white spectral smoke just sort of like encapsulates her and she heals 20 health points. What you see is sort of like the white smoke stitches together the wound and it just sort of like dissipates and she just sort of like laughs and goes, is that all you got? Yeah, that's it. She's just going to laugh at him. You see he kind of inclines his head at you. It's like full of interesting tricks. And as you do, you watch he, he kind of like waves a hand off just in a distance as though it's always watching him. Nothing seems to happen. And then just kind of nods at you and is like, 
after you. I don't like him. <laughs> um, whap. Yeah, you're gonna hit him. <laughs> Hashtag whap. Hashtag whap. Yeah, she's making make another swing. Swing bada bada bada. Swing bada bada. Go. Oh, finally. Um, that is I don't know. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Twenty-one hits. You um, kind of swing down towards him, and he looks like he's going to dodge it. And then almost seems to just kind of let it land. No, he took the hit! I mean, he didn't, he couldn't have dodged that. But yeah! Wait, wait, Azalea's hitting on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she will bonus action whap with the other end of her. Cool, yeah. So I roll again, don't I? Yep. You haven't rolled damage to the first one yet. That's right, we can do it after. Okay, no, no. Uh, that is 11. 11 doesn't hurt. Gracious. Damn it, you already said this on the head. She roughly knows what the ice, ice is. Yeah, if you want to use it, you absolutely it's can. It's a crappy use for inspiration, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I'm going to say that. You're really good at getting it, though, because she makes so many puns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, if I make another pun, I might get it back. <laughs> you just made a pun, you could have got another one. Exactly, wait, do I get it back for my pun? Absolutely not. <laughs> Don't get retroactive inspiration. Okay, that is a 17. 17 hits. Ooh. Excellent. So that is... You've got less armor. Oh, with Divine Smite, by the way. Yeah, you're going to do Divine Smite on both of them. Um, Have you got the spell slot left? I've only got one spell slot left, so one Divine Smite. 10, 16, 19... So 25. 25 damage. Nice. Nice, big hit. Oh, did his damage back to him. Get fucked, man. Get wrecked! You see, like, you carve another slash into his torso and then just slam him with the butt of your halberd. You can see he kind of like spits out some blows like, nicely done. My turn now. <laughs> Two attacks. First one's only an 11 though. Miss. Second one is an unnatural twenty. Can I use my inspiration to make you re-roll? Even though I'm not here, because I'm at the table. Please. I will allow it if you'd like me to, yes. I want to use my inspiration to make you re-roll that. Oh. Well, he got a three on the dice. So again, with unnatural speed almost, you kind of see the first one coming, but you just manage to move and it like brushes past your fur. You feel it kind of like the wind And just a few like tufts of fluff just to like wisp away. And the second one just... Can I block it please? Let me block it with my halberd. Just as it's about, and it looks like it's definitely going to hit you. You bring the halberd up and you're still not sure it's going to happen. Just underneath it seems to be like slightly loose terrain or something and he just overextends which brings it directly into contact with your helmet. Somewhere Kettle's like oh, oh. <laughs> Azalea's gonna laugh. Yeah and he kind of looks she's like ah exceeding my expectations. It's your go. She's gonna swing. <gasps> Ooh, uh, that is a 24. Nice definitely hurts. And she's going to bop as well. Yeah yeah. 14 plus, I think it's plus 5 to hit, yeah, so 19 to hit. 19 hits. Um, she can't Divine Smite anymore. Nope, so just a D10 and plus a, D4 a D4 plus, plus six. 6. That is a 5 plus 6, 11 damage. 11 damage, nice. So she's gonna like snarl and just like go, ha ah! Rep, like, rep. You've never seen Azalea's face this animated and angry before. Uh, her ears are like straight back as she swings up and just cracks down on him and then almost twists the halibut in like a yeah. twisty fashion and just like slams it into his gut. Yeah, you see he was already kind of still off balance from overextending. He just like stumbles back. Okay, no more games. 
Uh, 12, 19 to hit. God, this guy uh, can't roll, thank God. 19 can hit. Yeah? Yeah. That's uh, AC's 18. Oh, okay. 22 points of damage on that one. As again, you manage to parry his first blow, and he just kind of ducks underneath and manages to slice across your thigh. And you're, first of all, you're like, oh, that wasn't anything. And then you put your weight on it a little bit, and it almost buckles. And you can again feel this warm gush of blood just start to run down your fur. I do have a potion <laughs> in my backpack, um, but it's not here. What potion did I have then? Can you it would up? be a standard potion of healing. Uh, bonus action. Yeah. Excellent. She'll swing. Cool. But you can only do your one swing if you want to take that. Oof. Um, she only got an eight, so she'll swing and a miss. Unfortunately, yeah. And as he does, she pulls out this vial, pops it, chugs it, and throws the glass on the ground. Cool. And then goes, oh, sorry, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much do you heal? 2d4 plus 2. Uh, that is a 7. 7, nice. With that, you see he's like, I think I've learned enough. Takes a step back, waves his hands, and is going to disengage. And so I get away from you. You haven't got Sentinel, unfortunately. You watch as this second being steps out from stealth. It's going to look directly at you and is going to raise a hand as a kind of flash of light just erupts from it. I need you to make a dexterity saving for that, please. Oh no! He just walked away. I hate him. It is certainly happening. Certainly is. Certainly I'm certainly. going to use some lucky footwork. For your dexterity. Yeah. Yep. So that is a 10, Thirdly. Oh. Just not enough, unfortunately. You take eight necrotic damage. Oh, okay. It wasn't a fireball. <laughs> She's still standing. As this eruption of her black flame engulfs your torso. Okay, um, it is then your go, Azalea. She's going to look at the roguey dude. Mm-hmm. She is going to sprint so she's 10 feet away, and then she's going to... And she, ran, she ran towards old, old town. Yeah. yeah. Can the, the new, guy. new guy make a strength or dex saving throw? Strength or dex. Why give him the choice? Because it says... It's choice. Seventeen. Damn it, passes. So you just see these um, sort of wispy spectral vines come up from the ground, sort of erupting around them. And just as they go to grasp them, this little chap jumps out the way. Excellent. And with that, the second figure emerges, hidden from behind the doorway where you had originally been hiding. As he kind of walks fairly slowly towards you, seems to palm a dagger. You can see once again both of these individuals are in much less ornate leather armour, but they each have this kind of half cloak with this bleeding fist logo. Again, theirs is a much more kind of silver, copper colour compared to the ornate gold. See as this one palms a dagger and almost nonchalantly just flings it towards you. Um, That is going to be a... 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Five points of piercing damage. She's getting angry. Um, I need you to do 
a couple of constitution saving throws for your shield of faith, by the way, because I've forgotten about it. Two, yeah? Yes. A query. Of course. If, when um, Azalea ran away, she did technically break her oath. There were things happening. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got plans for that. Got ya, got ya. Uh, 15 and mm, 18. Both are okay, well done. It is then Aldhelm's go. You watch as he takes a step back, finds a piece of rubble, and just seems to sit down and watch the show. What a dick! Carrying on seemingly amused at the occurrences at the moment. She would look at him and go, you're pathetic! Getting your gremlins to do your own dirty work? You're so weak! He looks at you and like, why else have employees? This is their purpose. Such a kind of like, cruel grin on his face as he seems to be enjoying what's happening at the moment. Is then the other ones go. The original minion who arrived is going to walk up to you. By the way, how far away are these guys? From... Yeah, how far away are we? We are now on round five, I think. We're like still going to be a, like, like 140. Yeah, yeah. 146. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Don't want to say no, you can survive 146 rounds. Oh, I really can't. <laughs> and they are... Just gonna attack you with a dagger for a ten, so it doesn't hit you. And Azalea, it's your go now. Just give me a minute. Mm-hmm. Current lay of the situation is there's um, one of them is right in front of Azalea, and to their left, coming towards them is the second one. It's coming at a pins and motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's looking a bit fucking scary. And out on the wall. Sat down enjoying the entertainment. Oh, I don't like him. He, he, makes didn't me say he was in the business of entertainment. Oh, I fucking oh. hate him. I'm in the business of misery. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take it from the top. It's too complicated. No. And, got and it is, it's ticking like a clock, the time. <laughs> the time yeah. God damn it. It says Alias time. It's ticking like a clock. What are you going to do, Azalea? Do these two look to be just as strong as this dickhead? No, absolutely not. Um, The one that's coming from the building that you had previously uh, exited from looks healthier than the other one. Mm -hmm. The one directly in front of you seems to be essentially a bit more lithe and a bit... um... She's going to move around Mm -hmm. and swing. Cool. Moving away from the one that was trying to... Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Nine doesn't hit, unfortunately. No, that's fine. Do you want a bonus action hit him again? Yeah, yeah. 17 plus 5. Absolutely hits. Uh, 5 damage. 5 damage, nice. You watch as they take the. manage to duck underneath your first wild swing. You're getting a bit nervous now, it's, all, it's not going quite the way you'd hoped. But you do manage to kind of crack them in the ribs with the bar of your helmet. And it is now. The guy who is arriving from the building's turn. He is just going to continue to walk towards Azalea. Manages to get into melee and you see on his hip he draws this curved scimitar with like a razor edge that seems to gleam almost and it's going to take an attack at you. That sounds painful. So eight is the first one which misses. And ten is the second one, which also misses. You're managing to kind of bob and weave underneath these slashes as he comes for you. Um, Aldham is once again just going to sit there and kind of... You see as these people are attacking you, you just kind of hear this... (laughs) 
Nice work. Keep it going. Is Alias him? It's the oh, no, person you just hit who is going to going to reach out and you see this kind of black necrosis on their hand as they reach towards you. It's a natural one. Oh my god. Woo! Fucking hell, they can't roll, can they? No, not at all. But Azalea, it is your go now. So as this necrotic energy just approaches forwards, you just see this sort of like white wispy <laughs> butterfly just come up and just completely eviscerate it. Um, so she's going to swing again for the same person. Mm-hmm. And bonus action swing. Cool. So can, I've got a 12 and an 18. Uh, the 18 hits. Excellent. That was the, because that was my first, that's my second, by the way, just as an FYI. Seven. Seven points of damage as you carve through this armour, you can see the blood starts to seep. A bit taken aback, but doesn't seem too wounded. It is the larger of the two minions go. Still wielding the scimitar, it's just going to take another two attacks at you with it. Uh, that is 17. Mm. And an 11. Next. Guys. She is dodging like a bunny. You're just managing to keep both of them at bay with your halberds just kind of stretched between them. Uh, again, Aldham is now slightly less entertaining. It's like, come on now, we don't have all day. Make sure this is done by the time her friends arrive. And it's going to be the other one's go. She's just going to spit some more blood on the ground and just be like, I can do this all day. <laughs> this other one looks at you and is like, well, let's see about that. I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw as they release the same kind of necrotic energy you had seen previously. Uh, lucky footwork as well? Is it just on everyone? I can't remember. I think um, it is. Yeah, when you do a deck save. Yeah, absolutely. As a reaction. So that is 21. 21, you succeed. You manage to just dodge out of the way of this eruption of necrotic flame. It seems to <sighs> erupt around you. Come on, Azalea, only 140 rounds to go. <laughs> Uh, she's gonna against Necroman, yeah. AD person, uh, double tap. And that is a 15 and an unnatural 20. Both hit. Excellent. 1d10 plus 1d4 plus 6. 1d4, 1d10 plus 6. She's gonna do ten, 16 damage. 16 damage, huge couple of hits on this. You see he's gone from relatively okay to bleeding heavily now. And with that, you can see the one that is next to the injured one, the one with the scimitar, is kind of gonna look down a little bit. It's like, I think I've had enough now. Fucking can't hit though. Either time. Oh my God! God. You just Shit. see, you just see this wisp of butterfly. Sort of like every time he swings, these butterfly wings open right up and just almost slices through the wings rather than hitting Azalea. It just completely throws him off. The smaller again, Althelm is now getting impatient. It's like if you can't do this, you frankly deserve to be defeated. Talking to his minions, but the smaller minion that seems to have some sort of magic is once again going to reach forward with this necrosis and try and hit you with it. <laughs> oh my god! Use a different dice! But don't, 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 don't use that, keep using that. I have rolled like seven fours in this encounter. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Oh, my curses have been working! <laughs> all of my, well, not anymore, but all of my dice previously had four showing up. So <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been doing, what's it, voodoo dolls? So I've got a voodoo doll of Ben, and then I've got a little dice yeah. bag. <laughs> all of his d20s I've shoved pins in. <laughs> With that, Althelm's held action goes off. He raises a crossbow, looks at you, pulls the trigger, 
and the back of this guy's head in front of you that you've already injured just explodes. What? As he kills his own minion. He was going to do that. Oh, oh God. So that one there just cool. falls, eyes going blank as this crossbow bolt seems to erupt from between his eyes. The blood splatters on Azalea's face? Yeah, absolutely. And she just sort of like licks her lips of it and just goes, you're next. You can try. Uninjured and still fairly healthy looking, yeah. but it is your go now. Double wrap. Uh, <laughs> so that is <laughs> a 23 and a 21 to hit. Both hit. Uh, that is 12 plus 6, 18 slashing. 18 slashing, Whee! nice. You kind of slash and then club this larger. Yeah. Um, you can see now this is a full-blood orc that seems to be with him. Takes a step back and is going to bring scimitar and a dagger now. And is going to make three attacks at you this time. Oh my god. First one is unnatural 20. <sighs> Second one is 21. Oh! Third one is 19. They all have that. Oh, God, there we go. Oh. No, there we go. Oh, God. First slash deals eight slashing damage to you. Yep. Second deals eight slashing damage to you. So you feel the first cut rend your armor slightly, and just as you're kind of taking a step ready to continue this fight, you just see this fist encased in the guard of the scimitar just crash down onto your nose and you just black out from there. So, the rest of you, you finish your journey in this carriage. You're dropped off just at the edge of the city, knowing that you're roughly in the vicinity of where you were told to go. I would like everyone to make a perception check. I'm giving myself enhanced ability for an hour, Owl's Wisdom, Owl's wisdom. Um, which is advantage, isn't it? Yeah. Well, one was a 20 and one was a 1. <laughs> Woo! Um, so for perception, that's a 23. 23. So as you're getting off this carriage, what did... I got a 10. 10. I got 21. 21, wow. <laughs> I win. Indra, ah. you're like busy thanking the person who's given you this, just out of instinct of being like, thank you very much, you know, carry on. Yara, you start to see some tracks that you recognise that just seem to go further into the city limits kind of thing. Not back in towards where the city is, but slightly off towards the west. And Kettle, you also notice these, but you also get this faint metallic tang on the wind. Smell of blood that you're very, very familiar with at this point. Oh, there's been a battle here. I'm, I'm before I, 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 yeah, I say there's been a battle here and I'm just going to run following the steps. Okay, Kettle, wait, it might just be the fighting arena. No, it's, it's as early as blood. I'm going to follow Kettle, I think, and be like, oh, <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm running. You travel two minutes, rushing in this direction, following these tracks, and you just kind of break through this line of tumbled down houses that are still intact. And the three of you see, sat on the wall, Azalea's body next to them with hands tied, just blood covering the fur, is Altham, still sat on the wall, just seems to be waiting. There is another just corpse of a half-orc that just seems to be led on the floor 
15 feet away from where he sat with a crossbow bolt that you can see is like erupting from his face. As soon as I see Azalea, I'd like to make a medicine check to establish her current situation. Okay. Which is Al's wisdom, so I get advantage. Yes. Uh, another natural 20, 25. Yeah, it's a you, <coughs> you can see around the bridge of her nose and her eyes is this swelling that's odd to see on a kind of furred individual because you'd expect that to be bruising, but it's just kind of swollen. But as you're kind of looking closer, you can see that the wounds still seem to bleed a little bit. There still seems to be some kind of gentle movement in the fur of this kind of blood that seeps through and just this faint flutter of breath. She's still bleeding. There's, she's not dead, but Jesus Christ, she's close. I have a question. Did all of us get into view of him before? Unless you specifically wanted to not do, but you wouldn't have had any real notice of where it happened. You just kind of stumbled. Yeah, them. so I, it's not like we saw her from a distance and could have hidden. So we just, no. yeah, okay, no worries then. Yeah. Especially as you were all rushing, you weren't trying to be yeah. stealthy necessarily. You see Old Helm looks up towards the three of you. It's like, ah, the rest of the party. So nice you could join us, as you can see. Um, we've had an interesting conversation with your friend. Hope we didn't keep you waiting. <laughs> oh, not at all. This was enjoyable for us. And just at that moment, you can see that there is this other full-blood orc that seems to be kind of standing in the shadows. Not necessarily making an active move to stealth. You also see these kind of rents in Althelm's armour that shows that he's been in some sort of combat recently. Am I able to, like... I don't know if there's anything to insight, but just like, can I get a read of what he's planning? Like, is it clear what his intentions are here? You can definitely roll an insight check if I you'd just, like to. I'm just trying to better understand, as Kettle, what is going on here. That is a 21. 21. He seems fairly comfortable where he is, as though he's feeling in a position of power, particularly yeah. with one of your friends that are close by him and clearly fairly wounded. He's not being actively aggressive, there's no signs that he's going to jump into any movement, you can't see any tension in his muscles like you would expect for someone who's about to instantly attack. Indra would give like a bit of like a pained look to Yarrow and then like maybe just step forward and be like, this isn't exactly how I expected our meeting to go. No, me neither. We do have some things that we need to discuss, however. What do you want? Well, based on your descriptions and what I've been told and um, kind of nods his head towards Yarrow. The weaponry that some of you seem to be carrying. It seems you may have come across one of our little safe houses on your journeys. I think Yarrow would step forward and be like, is this what it's about? This seems awfully unfair. Unfair? You steal from us and you think it's unfair that we want recompense? A life? That's my sister. She's still alive. You see, he kind of like nudges her and she like ever so slightly shifts still. She's she's the one who assaulted me. I offered no provocation to this. I think he's he just sort of looks away a bit disappointed, like like I think he would believe I think he believes like she would go and attack. Yeah. Ketal. Just whilst this is happening, as you're I'm imagining still looking at Azalea trying to mm. assess everything. With your previous perception, you see the leaf that she got that was part of her holy symbol when she took her oath. This leaf that seemed to fall and has been everlasting. Around the edges is this faint yellow hue that seems to be just covering it. 
no longer the vibrant green that it was once all the way through. Can I, um, it, would that potentially be an, an arcana check to just have a quick, what does that necessarily mean? I will say or, arcana or religion. I'm going to go religion. Um, that is 13. 13. You don't know a huge amount about religion, necessarily. You've been there with Azalea while she's basically worked out that she is a paladin. She's found out the stories that are similar to what she, the ability she has, and she seems to resonate with. You know from those stories that they are, paladins are beings who embody certain values, who embody a path that they take to live their life on and follow those very strict adherents. You haven't read anything about people that don't follow that as closely. But the sudden change in Azalea and this sudden change that you hadn't noticed before, there has to be some connection. What do you want? Do you want the things back? Well, I think we have some other potential agreement we can come to. There's something my organisation would like, but we don't want to be associated with it if it goes wrong. What's that? We'll tell you in time. Please, follow me. You may bring your friend or my companion here can bring her along with us. No. Uh, Yarrow or Ketchel, I don't... Yeah, I think Yarrow would wander over and, and pick up Azalea. Am I am I allowed to heal her? I'm not sure what the to- social cue is here. You are, but be aware if she is to attack us again, there will be no more forgiveness. I will, just to be sure, touch her and cast Spare the Dying just in case there was any implication that there was a problem. The breathing comes ever so slightly easier, but there's no actual healing to Spare yeah, the Dying. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It just it just makes sure she is stable. Yeah, which you can now, you're confident yeah. she is. She, she's definitely stable, but her having a bit of time out might be good. I, what do you guys think? Okay. I think for now, I'll just carry her. Mm-hmm. Injured priest, I tell the package to Yara, Yara, are you okay? You're not going to do anything s- stupid, are you? No, this... We need to be treading carefully here. Okay, okay, good. As long as we're on the same page. At some point we might be able to, or you might be able to, sneak away or something if they ever take away of us. I'll try and... I'll talk to him, see if I can get something out of it. I think Yarrow would look very affirming later in mm-hmm. So whilst you're gathering Azalea up, he starts to move further towards the west, skirting this outskirts of this city. And after about ten minutes travel, you get to an area that, upon first glance, looks no different to anything else. But then you can see there's almost a texture change to the grass that's underneath a part of this. And the large orc walks up to it and stamps down. And where you would expect to hear the soft thud of a boot on grass, you hear the sound, clear sound, of a boot on wood. Two minutes later, this hatch opens up. You can see that it's about 10 feet across, opens up and goes down into this kind of carved earth section, moving deeper into the ground. And Indra probably probably wander up next, like, next to, to walks up a sort of old time. She's like, I don't believe you've been introduced. No, um, my name is Aldhelm. I believe, from the information I have, you would be Indra, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. You could at least tell me your real name if we're going to be in this, whatever we're doing. I see no reason to divulge that information. Aldhelm is what I go by. That should be enough for you. And what are you, some sort of commander for the Beating Fist, or what? Not so much a commander. 
I reconnaissance, and I have a certain ability to read those that may be business associates. So you have recruitment, basically. Recruitment, assassination, depends on the requirements. <laughs> probably flint. Can I do a performance check to not flinch at him saying that? Because that was very out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, that's only a, a nine. He looks at you, he's like, and just doesn't say anything, but seems to note that kind of sudden uncomfort. Yeah. As though he's got a slight read on the situation. Yeah, I think as a point, Indra's like trying to like, they're very much trying to keep up their kind of persona that they always have of just having like a lot of poise and being like, almost like almost like as if they're the one in control of the situation and like they're like inviting him with them but there's like a slight like glint in their eye of like oh fuck sort of thing could i as they're opening up that door mm-hmm. um i'm not sure it's perception or investigation i i want to kind of understand how that mechanic is working and how quickly it could be opened yeah from the <clears> inside <throat> you can absolutely do that what kind of role is that uh say investigation that is a uh, 15. 15. Takes you a moment, but as this hatch lifts up, you can see beneath there is a sort of pulley system with two guards that have managed to kind of like pull on these chains almost. It's like, it's not quite chains, it's these, you know, those thick ropes that are mm. just completely solid. It's like, you can see they're tarred as well. They blend in slightly with the background and um, you can see that it's actually beneath the hatch, so there's nothing showing on the top. It's like a hidden mechanism that allows it to be drawn up as a pulley. So it would need two strong people to open it, or just two? You don't necessarily think, if you were to be able to get both of them and one really strong person, there would definitely be an opportunity, and you've only got to get it open a certain amount. This swing's almost completely open, but it seems as though it would allow entrance for a cart, or something with right. significant height to it. Could you just like push it open or does the mechanism look like it has to be operated? It would definitely be easier if you did the mechanism but you think a few of you pushing together would be able to just kind of shift it up for a moment to be able to escape. Noted. It's more for disguise than it is for security. Okay. Um, I kind of give like a look back to everyone else, not like at them to make eye contact but just kind of like thinking and I want to speak telepathically to Old Town. Okay. And again just like walking next to him like looking forward as if I'm not saying anything, just like Listen, I'm sure you can tell, or you've figured out at this point that I'm over the Bards Academy. I can't, whatever task you're planning, I can't get my organisation involved with it, but perhaps we could come up to some other sort of arrangement that doesn't put my friends in danger any more than normal. And kind of looks at you, and then again, in telepathically, you hear, your friends are in danger the moment they broke into our safe house. Listen, I know that was a mistake, but it could be more useful to you, is what I'm saying. I have connections to people. Make this is going to be a deception check because you, despite that you do have a few connections, I'm not you're a member of the not academy. a member, and you're kind of overinflating your work. Oh yeah, definitely. Seventeen. He looks at you. It's like, I think you'll find that what we have planned for you won't get your organisation involved, and will be perfectly acceptable to make these reparations. <sighs> Please follow me. We'll discuss it in a moment. You boss. <laughs> any part of that out loud was at all telepathic? No, I said it telepathically. Okay. I think you probably would have said the please follow me, we'll discuss it in a moment, out loud. Got it. Um, and we'll... Yeah. If he just said that on its own, can Yarrow try and clock? Like, have they been 
telepathic. But well, I've got my back. I, we're in front, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. right? So you're you carrying a Zelda as well. Yeah. You can, but it will be at disadvantage because you're exhausted, remember. Okay. What would you want me to roll? Um, I'm going to say it's going to be a insight check. I got an 18. Wow. wow. I rolled a 16 and a 14. You know Indra. You're very familiar now with what Indra's capable of. That doesn't seem just to be a random statement. Yeah. The arrow's clocked. Um, he will lead you in, not seeming to pay much attention now that he's back at a place he feels even more comfortable. You can see that the two guards that have raised this hatch as you walk past, I'm assuming you follow, as you walk past, both have, one has a longsword strapped to his hip and seems to be fairly well built to be some sort of enforcer based on his position, you're fairly used to that. The other is not quite as buff, but you can't see weapons on them currently, but they're both very intent on what they're doing and seem to be very aware of what's going on. You're led down and what you expect to get darker and darker seems to lighten for a moment and you break into this clearly carved cavernous subterranean chamber and at its centre is a pit that is huge. Probably at least a hundred foot radius huge. This is massive and 20 foot deep. Only magic could have really accomplished this. You can't see any evidence of excavation anywhere around even as you've been travelling. And there are a few people, you see a few dwarves that seem to be kind of sat waiting for something potentially and a couple of people are moving around and you're led off to one side. You're taken through a small, it's like a tunnel almost that's been carved into it and you get to this solid iron door that just seems to be resting there. And at that time you see Aldhelm reach forward and seconds later this door swings open, no noise. And inside it's the first sign of any sort of comfort and luxury you've seen. There's like carpet on this earthen floor. There are shelves covered with various different what you what look to be artifacts, but you can't really tell. It's not your area of expertise. Apart from Yarrow, you see a few things there that you're like, that's definitely something valuable. You don't know what it is, but you definitely know that that's intense. And this huge mahogany desk and a chair behind it that seems to dwarf the actual dwarf sat in it. It is almost six foot high and he barely even reaches it, but it's just this sign of power that is clearly there for show and to make everyone who sees it know who's the person in charge here. And you see a dwarf with a silver beard, silver hair, and as the door closes, the light seems to fade. And as he raises his hands, you can see, just surrounding his hands, two or three inches away from them is this kind of black, shimmering barrier. And those gloves that have been described no longer look like gloves. They are black metal knuckle dusters that sit across his knuckles. Damn it, is it you knew that Abrick was going to be interesting? I want to do an intelligence check on something. Because mm-hmm. you, you know when... Um, 
Uh, fuck my life. I'm rolling so badly. I'm that dice against dice now. <laughs> um, it, well, it was I rolled um a ten. I think that is to see how likely there is to be kind of magical sensors and things in this room. Because I know in the wizards guild there was. There's not so much a show of magic here, but you couldn't tell either way. Could I do a could I do like a perception to look for like runes and things on the wall, or is that sort of thing normally like invisible until it's like activated? With intelligence ten, you know some can be, but you don't know necessarily the issue. And it evens on something. Uh, I, as we go in, I will also be doing a perception check, not looking specifically for anything, just anything that could be of note. Just before we enter the door, I'm going to subtle spellcast detect thoughts. Okay. 16. So, as everyone's very much drawn to the theatrics of this room, Kettle, you also kind of pick up all of this. You don't notice any magical glyphs or anything like that that potentially you were looking for. You do notice that the person who closes this door is at least seven feet tall, covered in this kind of shaggy auburn fur with a series of kind of claw marks down one cheek that stop the fur from growing in. And this seems to be a leonin Pounce! within this chamber. He's a very nice name compared to what he looks like. Where did we hear about Pounce? He's the guard for our trip. Azalea found oh. out about the random dwarf that had shiny gloves and she thought it was yes. interesting because Yarrow was after armour, so she told you all. And she found it all out from Sandy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. What's... Ah. What's Pounce thinking about on his surface? Pounce's surface thoughts are, Adric told me to keep an eye on these. I need to make sure that I'm ready for it. Doesn't seem to have a huge amount going on other than what he's been told to do. It seems to be kind of very focused on, need to keep him safe, need to make sure I'm aware of what's in the room. Can't let them make any sudden moves. And how about Adric himself? Adric is, looking over the four of you as you enter. There's a moment of dislike as he looks at Althelm that you kind of pick up. There's this flare of emotion. It's not so much thoughts as it is a feeling of of strong distaste. Um, Kind of looks over at Pounce and feels some comfort, but also seems fairly comfortable where he is and somewhere that he he knows. Does he see Arrow? Cradling yeah, the dead uh, he, bunny. He definitely part of what flashes through his thoughts is that's not how I expected things to go. Interesting, thank you. You can see Adric is looking quite intently at each of you, including the unconscious body of Bazalia. Did performance check again. Oh my god, I rolled! I rolled a nine, a six, and a five, and then a nine in my last few rolls. So that's a, a ten. <laughs> Adric looks over the four of you. Intent like 10 seconds on each of you, just kind of s- seeming to get some sort of judgment from each of you. And the kind of thoughts are less impressive than I expected. Seems underwhelmed by what he is encountering. Kettle looks quite angry, by the way. I don't know if it's like, it's not like ragey, but like you can just, her eyebrows are like quite tight and screwed up, and you just, she's pissed. She's pissed. Old Helm looks at her, he's like, so, I brought those that you wish to speak to. He looks back at Old and is like, Ah, yes. Thank you for that. So, seems the four of you have been liberal with taking some of our supplies. Maybe you should have guarded them slightly better. Maybe, but that's something that we've discussed with the people who let you get away. 
Now, it appears that one of your companions has already dealt with our friend here and gestures to Old Helm poorly. We have a way for you to make up for your past discretions. So, we have a job in town, not too far for you to travel, that we don't want to be associated with. Looks over to you, it's like, the added bonus of this is if you get caught, the blame might fall on someone else. Someone else? Gestures down to, like, your pauldron where the obsidian cult's symbol is. Oh, so me. <laughs> it's beneficial for us, and if you do this, we'll let you go. And we'll even let you keep the things you took. Well, what's this job exactly in the first place? Oh, it is a find and retrieve sort of job. Is this guy not good enough, like looking at Outham? I'm sure he'd be more than capable, but as we said, we don't want to be associated with it, should it go wrong. So you think he's not good enough? You think he'll do it wrong? Not necessarily, but he's also not mine to command. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Does he think anything interesting when he says that? There's frustration there, like he feels like he should be able to. Mm. I thought you commanded this entire city. I command our presence in the area, but our friend here is from somewhere else. I guess he doesn't think where he's from. Not particularly, no. no. Our job is, we believe, the new foreman of the Timber Guild within the town has acquired something of interest. And all we ask is you find it and return it to us. And what's the catch? The catch is, from what I know of him, he is organised, powerful, and this object is not something that would be not well kept. What exactly is it? As far as we are aware, he has gained access to an object that could provide us with a lot of power. We believe he has found a dragon. Yari's eyebrows would probably raise. <laughs> Nature check, please, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably intelligence-based, isn't it? Nature is intelligence, yeah. Wow, that's not very good, is it? Uh, that's an 11. What were you trying to... Yeah, that's a good point. Um, how much <laughs> do I know about dragon eggs? A small amount. You know that generally a dragon will have a brood of one, maybe two Can eggs. I... Can I roll on it as well? I think, I mean, why wouldn't I, you know? Fair enough, yeah, go for it. What is that, an arcana? What are the other options? The arcana or nature, 18 for both. You know they have, yeah, Kessel, you know they have one or two eggs in a brood, and they're often pretty well looked after. They're not something that people will often be able to get their hands on. Do do dragons have broods very often? Is that something I can know? not at all. It's quite rare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Indra. You would know that most dragons are very protective of their eggs. But also, if you are able to hatch one yourself, they are much easier to influence as young wormlings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity to have a dragon that you've raised as part of your organisation could completely change the tide of what's going on. Can I glean any implications from that? Like why they would need more power? I would say not really. This, These are crime guilds. They're constantly looking for power. It's just, just, just normal, basically. Okay. Can I... Was it the Timber Guild? Did you yeah, say? so it's... Um, Can I roll a history check on that? It's the, the board house is the um, place where they will stay. So it's those dwarves that are in the town. 
I got a one on my history checks. <laughs> you just know what you've seen of them recently. You know, you've spoken to the dwarves, they seem fair enough. You know, they're mining the muck root forest, which is pretty dangerous, but the you've never had any illicit dealings with any of them necessarily. Okay. Um so you get this for us. We'll call it even. No, I want more than that. He kind of cocks his head slightly. You're wording this as if you're the one in the position of power, but you're not. I know you're disappointed with us. You don't think that we're going to be able to do this, so why would you trust us with it in the first place? You obviously don't have much choice in who you're choosing to go and get this egg, so you need us. And it's not a good enough deal for me. Well, the other option is, when he kind of gestures outside, I put you in the pits. So you don't want this dragon egg at all then? We do, but we'll find someone else to do it. The benefit for us is you technically owe us. And gestures his, like, nods his chin towards Yarrow. If they get caught, the Obsidian Cult gets the blame. It's a win-win for us. Yeah, that's further my point. Seems like a pretty good deal for you. It's not exactly for us. Well, the choice is this or death. I don't understand what you think you can get out of it. I don't know if I believe you can find another way to go and get this dragon egg. You would have done already if you could. It's a fairly recent um, acquisition, as far as we're aware. We've just recently got the information and then noticed you came into town. We hadn't got the plan underway yet, but we always could do. Okay, my next question. What's to stop us from just taking it for ourselves? Yes, that is a valid point. So perhaps it would make sense for us to have some incentive to actually give it back to you. He's going to look over a Yarrow and be like, you know more of how we operate. You know what happens if people cross us. I think he's just going to look down at Azalea and just sigh. For reference, the Bleeding Fist are one of the most feared crime guilds because people that betray them, people that mess with them, get put into these bare-knuckle boxing rings, basically, and just have to fight until they die. They're not allowed back up, and it makes them money because people bet on them and how long they're going to last. It's not always against other people either. And you remember seeing how big that ramp was and the location of where they are and the creatures that could potentially be brought in and that sort of thing. It's pretty intense. It's, you know, bad, bad people that do this for their own image as well as the money that they're making for it. Mm. I think he'll look over at Indra and be like, Indra, we can't sweeten this deal. I don't want a lot. I want to know what you know about the assassins. What's the name? I wouldn't say the assassins, I'd name. The Duskkin. Yeah. yeah. What about what do you know about the Duskkin presence in Mirkwood Forest? Make a persuasion check. Do I have any sort of anything to this? Flat. No. So that's all you're getting. <sighs> I need a good dice. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, I want oh, two! I hate my life. Does anyone have an inspiration they want to give me? Yes. Oh, you do? Yeah. Uh that was a nine! I hate my life. So that is uh fifteen. No, that's more than 15. I have plus 8 to my persuasion, so that's 17. 17. He looks at you, he's like, I'll tell you what, if you get us this dragon egg and anything else that's interesting there, I'll let you keep some money that you find that has no real importance to me. If there are other interesting items and you bring back what I think is worth this information, I will tell you. Indra, like, I don't know how much like anyone pick up on it, but definitely people who know Indra well will pick up on him doing like a slight like sigh of relief because that was a gamble. You can tell that your 
through your detect thoughts that there is a line you are towing. Yeah. And it is close. That was my that was my idea with it, is that because I can kind of read his emotions, I can sort of push it a yeah. bit more. And that request was just insignificant enough to him that he found it amusing rather than annoying. Because it's nothing nothing to do with him and he's like in his mind, you can quickly see the benefit very much outweighs the cost. Yeah. I don't know how evident it would be to, you know, the strangers, but definitely to kind of like Yarrow who know, and Castle who know injure it better. They definitely have a little bit of like, oh my God, that worked, mm. sort of thing. So that is the deal. I am assuming we are agreed. Do we get to have consultation time? Between yourselves? Of yeah. course. It's just like gestures for you to talk. You... It's fairly clear that either you say yes or he's not going to let you. I'm guessing we're not allowed to leave the room. I kind of elbow Indra. Yeah. Yes, Kettle, I'm reading everyone's mind right now anyway. I can tell what everyone's thinking. Okay. Um, in, in, your, in your brain. Um, my concern with this thing is, is it like doing a lot more harm than good, giving them this big powerful item if they're already this big bad person? I don't know how much choice we have, Kettle. It's, it's, I can't believe this is just, you know, what exactly what they're saying. They pro- there's probably, you know, the added benefit to them that it's not going to be them dying when it fails, it's going to be us dying, but it looks like it's die or die, kind of gesturing towards the fighting path. Do, do you think, potentially, that we could, like, fail on purpose and make it look like an accident? Or is that not... You know what, this is... I maybe I don't know if this is a question for later. I just... I've not been in a situation like this before, and I don't know what to do. Neither have I. I'm I'm running out of options, Kettle. This is... This is big. This is a big thing, even for me. I don't... I don't know what else I can do. Okay, I, I will follow your lead. Like, I don't... I don't know how... I don't know what else I can get for us. I think our hands are tied here. If I was still back at the Academy, if I had more connections, I could... Leverage something, maybe, but I'm on my own. All of you are all that I have. Okay, I I will trust you. Thanks, Kit. Oh, hi, Yarrow. <laughs> <laughs> what, I'm assuming you've just had your little communication? Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll do it. Excellent. I will have Aldhelm here lead you to one of our safe houses nearby. You can allow your companion to recuperate what? make your plans I'm um, sorry what did I what emotion was sort of coming from Altam at getting like commanded by this guy who was obviously not like his actual boss like did he did he have like a little bit of like a pang of like frustration at that or was he just like unbothered Altam is very even this whole time There's, yeah he seems to be very in control of a lot of what's going on and just based on the few kind of wayward surface thoughts you get from him, seems like this is what he's been told to do. He's been told to listen to Adric, told to help him in this, and as such doesn't doesn't care because he knows it's it's, it's not he's important. Unbothered, it's, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else okay. I'm gonna say. I don't think there's much else that can be said. I'm probably actually but... asking if he has any information. Just like, do you know anything about this place we're going to? I, as far as I'm aware, it is either within the boardhouse or hidden amongst Karkin's possessions or potentially he's squirreled away somewhere else. I believe it's within Dingard. I do not believe, based on the information we have, that it is 
at the base camp or anything like that. I believe it would be something he would want to keep well, close by. If we are sort of pseudo-colleagues for the time being, how would you go about breaking in to get it? First of all, I would see if I could find out exactly where it was. If it is in the board house, it should be relatively easy. The actual board house itself doesn't have much security. The rest depends on where it is. And if it was in amongst his personal possessions as such? I think it would either be disguised by magic or easy to locate. I, I have a question about this thing. Is there any rules that I would not be aware of we are not allowed to break part of this contract? I am not good at understanding small print very well. We want the egg intact. Is, the, is there a limit on the, in the time available? I'll give you a week. And if we overrun? We'll have some conversations. And what do you know about the people? They've got to be pretty... Well, they've got to be something to steal a dragon egg, right? That I am unaware of. I don't know how they managed to come by this, but the fact that they have is proving beneficial for us. Do you do you know what colour the egg is? We are not... We've not been able to get that information. Karik is um, reclusive as of late. Okay. We've just managed to discover an itinerary of some deliveries and also managed to get one agent within the boardhouse to hear a discussion. Are they still there? As far as we're aware. Who are they? Uh, kind of looks about and it's like, you will see a halfling employed as a cleaner. Will he know who we are? Or she or they, whoever? I can have a message passed to them. That would perhaps be beneficial. It makes sense, you know, to give us the most benefit. We will not be antagonistic in this as you are doing what it is that we want from you. But if we find out you have disclosed any sensitive information, such as agents in the boardhouse or anything like that, there will be serious consequences. And again, his eyes kind of flick to where the pit would be. I don't know whether to force myself to make a roll or not. What I don't know, because like, Indra is like, Indra's like actively thinking of ways to get out of it, like the entire time, like everything they say. So I don't know if I should do a performance check when he says that, or if I should just not, or if I should just not, or if I should go off my passive. I guess my passive deception would make sense, right? Like yeah. 18? 18. Okay. Doesn't say anything. No. Althan will take you to the local, to a local circus. Oh, I thought you were talking to Althan the whole time. No. no this is Adric still. Oh, okay. Too many A names? Yeah. Um, as, as we're being led out, mm-hmm. I think I, now knowing all the information we've gained while we're in there, I just want to do one final sweep of the room, like a final perception check just to, oh, do I want to do insight? I think I want to do an insight on... Adric. Um, What are you trying to glean from him? I want to know uh, how much he seems to be valuing this deal. Like, is he he gonna... If we do this properly, is he gonna mess with us or anything? That would have made sense to me to do at some point, wouldn't it? Insight, that's a 14? He hasn't been shifty about it, but he seems like he has no reason to need to be shifty about anything. Okay. His 
You can't tell his full intentions with an insight check, but he doesn't seem to be like he's going to go back on his deal. He looks like a, I've made, I'm saying this, so it's, it's not, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, based on what he's saying as well, he's getting an awful lot out of this. Okay. Um, I mean, Yara, do you want to make a, call it a history check? It's like an intelligence thing to kind of work out some stuff. Oh, and sorry, just as a aside, while that's happening, can I? I I want to know if his if his gloves are magic, if his knuckle dusters are magic. Are you gonna ask him? Are you gonna make an account? I want check? I, I want to observe them. I okay. want to calm them. They seem to every time he moves his hands, this kind of sheen seems to move with it. And there's one time where he kind of sits back a moment, and you kind of see as his arms go flat, he clenches a fist. This black sheen coalesces and seems to make his fist grow four or five times the size of what it once was. Does it only work on fists? Oh. Oh. I mean, I mean does it matter you'd... if it only works on fists? <laughs> How do you clench Get out, Gerald! <laughs> I don't you know. You need five of them to go in all the little ways. <laughs> Bloody God, hell. that was a conversation. But they do—they also seem to be um, mechanical in nature, means that, which means they move with his hand rather than just sticking on. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Despite the fact he's an evil piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I got a six for my history. So. I mean, you work for the Obsidian Cult. If you had brought in a dragon's egg for the Obsidian Cult to have, you can only imagine the kind of power you would gain within that organisation. Mm. You can only imagine it will transfer. If he's the one to bring in this item, he's going to get a significant increase in status. Would you have relayed that? Or would you just... Well, be you're still that? kind I'm of being yet. led yeah. out at the moment. This is just kind of as it's going on. You are led three, four hundred feet away and what looked to be this kind of old two-story house that's crumbling in many of its kind of masonry and seems to be very kind of under repair you see that the actual back half of this cottage has been restored so that on the outside it looks just to be this hovel but inside there is a locked door and you walk into kind of two two rooms that have been remade there is an area for kind of eating and weapon repairs. You can see there is some sort of like workbench that people might use for repairing crossbows and you know sharpening swords, that sort of thing. And then there is a bed chamber in the back. Aldhelm looks at you and like, so, an eventful talk then. I'll leave you to it for a while. Do be aware that you are being watched. Don't do anything silly now. <laughs> Hello there, it's your old pal Asta. Thank you so much for making it to the end of episode 21 of D and Disaster. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handles are at D and Disaster. Our dungeon master is Ben. Yarrow Hawk is played by myself, Asta. Indra Ashvini is played by Eden. Azalea Hawk is played by Cheryl. And Kettle is played by Fran. Our main song is Behemoth by Hannah Mool and the Moolettes from their album Preternatural. All other music is from Epidemic Sound. Until next time, be disastrous. Leave your microphone at the wrong house. What don't? Okay, bye!